Welcome to Creative Mind Living, a podcast for people interested in personal growth based on the principles of Carl Jung, neuroscience, and Eastern philosophies. We are your hosts, Deborah and Robert Maldonado, founders of Creative Mind Coaching. So, Robert, you ready for another show? Let's do it. Today, we're talking about the spiritual habit. And what we mean is that how a to, lot of... How to break the habit. How to, you don't want to break the habit. How do people um, misunderstand what it means to have a spiritual life? Right. And uh, how to connect more in their everyday life to their spiritual self. Yeah. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah, I think there's a lot of uh, misconceptions. Uh, people think uh, that spirituality means religion. Mm-hmm. And those are two separate entities, mm-hmm. or two separate endeavors, if you will. The um, religion is part of culture, and people can be religious without being spiritual, mm-hmm. and vice versa. They can use religion, like people use it to have wars and to fight and absolutely to judge and be, they're not being very spiritual if they're hateful, you know, and they're using religion or words of religion to take other people down. Now, most people, you know, we don't want to, let's say, paint with a big (laughs) brush, uh, everyone. uh, No, uh, most people find spirituality within their religious traditions. And that's really the best function of religion. Mm -hmm. But what we're saying is that, let's say, in the modern uh, industrial complex world of computers and AI and (laughs) all this incredible stuff, uh, it's easy to get lost and and kind of forget our spiritual core Mm -hmm. and needs. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, like Jung said, uh, we, we are spiritual creatures. We... At, at at our core, we need that. It, it's a basic human need. Not religion, again, mm-hmm. but spirituality is a need. And I, I think about spirituality as everything that we experience is a spiritual experience, but we don't realize that just even looking at this world and seeing nature and seeing and just people and kindness and uh, the duality of light and dark is all, it's a spiritual experience. And even our human selves, uh, even when we're not acting like the spiritual, like a good person and we have a bad moment, it still doesn't take the spirituality out of it. And I think spirit is infused in everything. And that's, I think the first concept we have to understand is that there's not like my human self and my spiritual self. Your human self is an extension of your spiritual self. It's not separate from it. Yeah, if you look at all the traditions and uh, all the philosophies uh, of religion and spirituality, uh, a lot of them seem to divide the animal nature in in humans from the spiritual nature Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. the spiritual instinct. Um, But it is more of a continuum. Right, you can focus certainly on your biology, on your body, on the world, or you can, you know, tra- through through spiritual practices or spiritual understanding, you can start to transcend a lot of those things. It doesn't mean you're rejecting them, mm-hmm. but you are able to see beyond something deeper 
and experience something deeper within yourself than simply matter or or what you can measure and weigh and observe. So I think the first step is to see everything that you experience as a spiritual experience, everything. And there's a lot of people that say, get rid of the ego and the ego's bad. Ego's the enemy. There's a book about that. And the ego's not bad. It's, it's, it's an aspect. It's a, it's a beautiful uh, concept because it really helps us preserve ourselves, our life, our physical body. It has a, its job. Um, and so we don't want to separate that from spirit because there's nothing that's separate from spirit. So if we think about if we're our human selves and our human piccadillies that we have, piccadillos, we also, our everyday life is also a spiritual experience. So how do we connect to that spirituality? Because it's like um, the spirituality is there, but it's covered up by our ego and the, the physical world and the, the problems that we have of making money, finding love, uh, being healthy, all those things that kind of take our attention away from this, the deep underlying spiritual essence of who we are. Yeah, uh, you know, let's let's talk about routines because mm-hmm. routines are an integral part of human life. Uh, people get into these patterns of being and doing mm-hmm. uh, that often... Uh, by the time you know it, they've kind of taken over your life. Mm-hmm. And if you're not conscious or consciously make an effort to change those routines, then they they could potentially kind of smother out that spiritual instinct in mm. you. Because we end up um, just are asleep at the wheel. We're driving on autopilot. And I remember when I first uh, graduated from hypnotherapy school way back in the day, in the early 2000s, I really understood this idea of conditioning and the mind and how we can condition our mind and we get into these habits and we get into on autopilot. We make decisions unconsciously. We eat unconsciously. We work and act unconsciously. And so I made a decision for myself that I would, I want to break that pattern of being asleep at the wheel, literally. So when I worked, I had a little office about a mile from my condo in Denver and it, it, it would take me three minutes to drive there, maybe four on a busy day. And, but I, well, I made a conscious effort every day to drive a different route because I wanted to stay awake. Basically, it mm-hmm. set my day to stay awake. And so I would drive down even one different street and it would just keep me awake. So I wasn't in that autopilot oh, mode. Right, right. And it, it's kind of like a mindfulness thing when you break a, away the pattern. So think about, do you take the same bus every day? Do you sit in the same seat every day? Do you uh, get the same, go to the same coffee shop, get the same bagel or donut in the morning? Uh, what are the habits of your life that you do so unconsciously that you get to work and you think, how did I get here? How did, how did I show up here? And what are those routines? And the, the, of course, they're, they're great because if we didn't have routines, we would just be unorganized in life. But... What routines can we change that can help us really um, open our mind and be woke in life instead of asleep? Yeah. And the question in in that regard would be, can you be mindful even if you're repeating the same action over Mm. and over? So a repetitive action can actually be meditative if if you're conscious in it. Right. Yes. 
In other words, you don't have to necessarily switch up the routine externally, but make a conscious effort to stay alert and awake and see it almost as if you're seeing it for the first time, Mm. like Mm. if you're acting it out for the first time. So either change your routine, which I like that idea because it forces you to make a conscious decision and be, oh, well... Do I turn left here or do I turn when I turn right today? Um, and then you, you, you make a little shift and you're awake. And it brings you to, it, it's a subtle way of bringing you to the creative mind, which is that pure awareness that is aware that you're making the decision, that is you're actually allowing that part of your mind to make that decision versus your unconscious. Nice. Are you passionate about personal development and empowering others? and want to turn that passion into a new career, you can become a highly trained coach in our Creative Mind Life Coach Training Program. The next class begins soon, so visit us at creativemindmethod.com to find out more and schedule your free consultation. Um, The other one is spiritual goals. Mm. A lot of us uh, know to have career goals to have even uh, goals in relationships you know we you know we actively and consciously search search out to people with certain qualities or we you know we mm. have our dream uh, relationship and we go for those things but we forget to set spiritual goals for ourselves mm-hmm. i uh yeah just this idea that you want to be more spiritual i'm going to, need to go to yoga class every once in a while and maybe take a workshop every once in a while or, um, you know, it's something that a lot of people, most people pick up and put down. They, they get into kind of a, a infatuation with a book or a workshop or a type of method and they, they get cooked for a while and then they kind of get distracted. So how do we stay in a consistent Again, now we're creating a new spiritual habit is is to be more awake. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it has to do with this idea that if you put your spiritual life first in, you know, through developing those goals and setting those goals for yourself, uh, the rest is really easy. Mm -hmm. Your career, your relationships become easier. But people tend to do the opposite. Yeah. They think, once I get the career, once I get the relationship, then I'll focus on my spirituality. Yeah, or they think, if I set these spiritual goals, then I can get the man, or then I can get the job. And that's, I think people have it backwards. A lot of people, and I know if I'm myself included, that if I do, if I practice a spiritual practice, then I'm going to get the love. And then you're doing it for the material. And it's not really intended for that. You have to understand that if, if you become more spiritual in your life, be in touch with that spiritual creative mind, as we call it, all those things will happen automatically. So you don't have to do it for that uh, to, to say, well, I'm going to do this and to get the goal. You do it because you want to be more awake and aware. And so when you set a spiritual goal, what is the goal? Is the goal to get a man? Is the goal to get the money? Is the goal to get lose weight or to, you know, brag to your friends that you have this, uh, you know, you can manifest things. The goal should be to know who you really are, to know your purpose in life, to 
and then everything else will fall from that. So one idea for a spiritual goal would be read a book, you know, once a month, read a spiritual book or once every day you do. For me, I, I do my inner atom meditation, my connect with my animus. Those of you are familiar with Jungian work, we do that in our in our trainings and our uh, programs. And I connect with my spirit first thing before I even get out of bed. And then I always read some type of spiritual text, even if it's one page, if I'm busy, I make sure I read something every day that fills my mind with something uh, to help it grow. And, uh, and so those are uh, some goals that you can have for yourself. One of the another thing you can say is I'm going on every quarter, I'm going to attend a spiritual workshop or I'm going to attend uh, a class on spirituality or maybe every week I attend something that fills my soul. That's why they have church and synagogue and yeah. temple. Everyone you know has that like routine of reconnecting. So make that a, a goal for yourself. But again, you don't want to make it a goal where it becomes such a habit that it doesn't have meaning anymore. So you want to make it a meaningful habit. Absolutely. Yeah, for me, it's a lot about uh, reading and learning new new ideas of spirituality. So you can set goals like those for yourself. Like, I want to understand karma. I want to yeah. understand dharma. I want to understand the deeper concepts of yoga or mm-hmm. something like that. And, and set yourself those challenges that keep you moving in the, those directions. Now... Um, those are, are, are great goals because... It's an ordinary person thinks I want to set goals to make money and to, you know, have a better relationship or have children or whatever, retire. This is a much higher goal is to learn the higher knowledge. Yeah. And again, you want to have career and relationship goals, but you want to put your spiritual goals above all those things and and have the, your spiritual life let's say, infuse and direct your other goals in life. So before we get into the third thing, I want to just mention one last thing that would be really important. One tip is to start your day with some kind of spiritual practice, whether it's reading one, opening up a spiritual book and just reading a page or reading, putting your finger on a page and reading what that sentence is and just do something that helps you remember, like kick the day off with that meditation, visualization, do something that starts your day. And that will, if you commit to that every day, you will, the the rest of your day will be taken care of. And now we'll go to the rest of the day, which is the symbolic life, the numinous part of life. Yeah. And and really this is part of uh, our attempt to redefine spirituality uh, because I think every generation has to bring it to life. Because if it's just the past, if it's just the written word, if it's just uh, religious routines and rituals, it doesn't really come alive. It doesn't mean what it's supposed to mean. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like a living passion that is active in the world. That mm. That is spirituality. Where you feel alive. If you're in your habits of human conditioning, it feels dead almost. It feels like you are this... It has lack, no energy there. Yeah. And then when we, you bring this spiritual symbolic life in, it just, it, it, it's like, I don't know, it's like an orgasm every day. <laughs> yeah, I heard a great quote the, recently. I, I wish I had recorded. I, I don't remember who it was, but it said something like this. I cannot worship 
a God that does not dance. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's so true. It's gotta it's gotta dance. It's mm-hmm. gotta be in in real life in the way we live our our life in passion. Instead of being so serious and like uh, judgmental, and uh, I know a lot of people talk, say they're spiritual, but then they're judging everyone for being mean and bad, and and that judgment in itself brings you down to the ego level again. So how do we make the world a magical, numinous place? Yeah. So Jung talks about this concept of numinosity. Uh, the numinous for him was symbols, experiences, hunches, dreams, emotions that had uh, a numinous quality, meaning they seem to transcend our everyday life and transport us into this other realm of possibility, uh, mystery, that you know when you experience it that there's something bigger than you. It feels like magic that you're bringing into life, the magical essence of life. Yes. In, In simple psychological terms, it means a symbolic life. Uh, which he describes as seeing your everyday life as if you were interpreting a dream. Mm. So I love that. Yeah, when things happen, the, the, the things that are going on around you, you're very conscious of them and you're experiencing them in, in this very lucid way, almost mm-hmm. as if you're, you're experiencing a dream, mm-hmm. but you're conscious in it. And uh, and you're seeing the symbols of the universe speak to you in that language. Mm. I, a lot of times our clients will say, this is showing up for me or that's showing up. This pattern, what does it mean? Or this random thing happened in my house. Uh, you know, something, a pipe broke or uh, my car broke down. Um, uh, this, this crazy thing happened at work. And it's like weird thing. And I'd say, well, if that happened in a dream, how would you interpret it? And it just brings you back to everything is reflective of your mind. So you're, you're, the world is alive. Your mind is there, right there in front of you. And you know that feeling when you do have a dream. It's a, it does have this kind of quality of this superhuman quality when you're in the dream. You can, it has worlds that you can create. It has um, walls you can walk through. You can teleport to different scenes and go back and forth or, you know, feel this joy and these emotions that you normally don't feel in normal life. And, and so imagine bringing that kind of capacity into your everyday life. That's what I love about the symbolic life. So think about something that happened this week in your life that seemed kind of odd that was out of balance, that was kind of like, why did this happen? It it triggered you maybe in a little way, or it threw you off in a little way, and maybe challenged you in a little way, and say, if this was a dream, how would I interpret it? What are these people, what are are the symbols that are there, uh, and what is that showing me about my mind? And so if you can imagine it a dream and take out the players and personalities and the assumptions you have about these people, what what is it reflective of you? Yeah. Also, uh, I remember I worked with this client who told me that uh, these hawks uh, kept following her around. Mm -hmm. Or where she'd go, she'd see these hawks flying over overhead. Mm -hmm. And um, and up to that point, I thought I was the only one that experienced those kind of things. But I'm sure there's a lot of people that experience Mm -hmm. those kind of things where nature is actually 
kind of giving you these signals mm. that it's alive. It's 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 in tune with your mind. It's it's observing what you're doing and kind of giving you feedback as to what's going on through animals, through plants, through clouds mm-hmm. and the whole experience of nature. People that, you know, um, people that have, haven't been in nature, they forget how marvelous the world is mm. just in, in its own way. Um, uh, we used to go camping up in the mountains and just, you can't explain those experiences, you know, it's, they, they're so incredible. And I think humans have forgotten also what we gave up when we left our, our forest homes, Mm. you know, living in cities. Yes, it's safe and it's productive and it's incredible to be around people, but there's something magical about being in nature that you know it's it's irreplaceable mm. yeah so a lot of times we'll tell people go on a hike see what shows up when you and I were looking for houses uh, I remember like the hawk would fly over and we'd say okay this is a good place <laughs> it was a sign um, when we left Denver remember that white owl that used to come and visit us mm. and we were standing on our deck right before we were packing up and we were standing out there taking a break and the white owl showed up and you were saying, he's saying goodbye (laughs) to us. And this kind of beautiful, um, magical idea of life. And this is really, I think the true spirituality, it's not having these, you know, out of body experiences and seeing the future and being intuitive and all those things, which are great, but it's about taking all of life and how can I make this the most rich, profound experience, because once we leave, we're in that pure awareness again. So we don't get to experience the being human, having an ego and and having this experience of duality and, and being in this wonderful place. And uh, yeah, there's dark and light in the world, but there's also so much magic. And I think if we can do that, we can one by one change uh, like a ripple effect change the world don't you think absolutely we stop taking everything so hard and so serious and everyone's out to get us and the world is you know a big problem and when we start feeling connected to it then we feel like we can actually bend reality like reality the world is is friendly to our plans the world is telling us i'm here to support you i'm here and for me that is the most spiritual experience i've ever had it wasn't going to uh, in a deep meditation, going to another planet or another <laughs> dimension, it was actually being here and seeing the synchronicity show up, these amazing um, experiences show up that are guiding me. And I feel so like the world is me and it's just such a wonderful thing. So that would, the symbolic life really underscoring it, when you get there, you, it, it really doesn't, you don't feel that anxiety anymore about, well, am I going to meet someone or am I going to be successful in my work or am I going to lose the weight or am I going to, you know, get the next uh, promotion? Um, You're thinking life is magical and it's bringing me all that I need. Nice. So three suggestions, change up your routines, start to be mindful of the patterns that you're playing out in your everyday life. Set yourself some spiritual goals, whatever they be, however they might look for you. Uh, It might be even just to dance more, 
and get into the symbolic life, mm-hmm. the symbolic, the numinous nature of uh, the human experience. So I have a little exercise that we can do. So I want you to think of a symbol that showed up in your life that stands out. It may not have that much meaning to you, but there's something there. So if it's uh, a tire that's flat or um, someone, uh, you know, gives you a report that's bad, uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 something flies by or some odd experience happens that kind of stands out for you. Take that symbol, and I want you to do what Jung talks about is active imagination. And I want you to put that symbol in meditation, and, and, and I want you to just have a conversation with it. Um, what it, and ask it what it messages for me. Uh, you can do that or, and, and talk to it and, and get more information, watch it change or evolve. It can uh, move and change into something else and give you more information. Or another thing you can do is just write your associations with that symbol. So if it's, say it's a cat that, that showed up at your doorstep that you never saw before, what are you, what are your associations with cats? Um, you know, are they, you know, curious, are they independent and, and then write those down and then start to really examine what does this mean? What is the meaning in this? And I think those type of things, uh, that we do these pulling out of the world and examining them in our mind in a, in a non-judgmental, non trying to fix anything way, but just an exploratory way really starts opening up that creative mind that we talk about that helps us bring more of that innovation and imagination and um, the magic back into our world. And you may discover, ooh, I'm seeing, I, I see that cat again. And every time I see a cat, it's my mind, the, uh, the wisdom in my mind is saying, maybe break free a little bit. Don't be tied down by a leash. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a creative exercise. Absolutely. It is tap. It is about tapping into that creativity that's always there, uh, that playfulness. Mm-hmm. And so, be creative with your habits, be creative with uh, your practice, and be creative in the symbolic life. And uh, we hope that you enjoyed today, and stay tuned for our next episode. And if you love the show, subscribe. And leave a review. We'd love to get your reviews. It helps other people find us and and listen and share the love that we have to share. Awesome. See you next time. Take care.